Hey Potters, welcome to episode 218 of Cosplay the Podcast for all things cosplay! That is way too much energy. (laughs) I can't handle that. It's Friday. It's Friday Friday of a holiday weekend, no less. This is that frenetic energy that comes when you're so exhausted that you're past your second wind and you're like just before the flop. It's that kind of energy. Sure. It's great. (laughs) I kind of wish caffeine gave me this kind of energy. Oh, caffeine stopped working for me years ago. (laughs) Exactly. It stopped working for me, I think, when I was in college. You drink enough of it, it just doesn't kick anymore. But at the same time, you need to keep drinking it in order to maintain the original kick. Otherwise, you feel that crash and the headaches and the pain from not having the caffeine. I know this well. I've I've had the whole withdrawal thing, and (sighs) thankfully... I've never had to consume caffeine when working on cosplay. Normally I have enough energy to get through, like the the act of working on cosplay itself gives me energy enough to get through it. Yeah. But some things I do need to just consume sugar or caffeine. I need caffeine just to be able to work in the morning. Like 7 a.m. if I don't have my coffee, just it ain't happening. All right, well, as we are the podcast for all things cosplay, let us go ahead and get into cosplay updates. Sweet. I have the saddest cosplay update for you guys, and no, it's not nothing. No, oh, okay. <laughs> it's better than me then, but I do actually have a couple of updates. Yay. These are the shards of my mold-making adventure. Literal shards. You oh, can shards. see they are snapped. <laughs> yes. I don't have a mold anymore, and this is why. <laughs> <laughs> so... Amber pulled a stupid, which is not the first time I have pulled a stupid, incidentally. And I was so excited. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to do this product review for this resin for you guys, like I promised. Great. And then I went to go pour it in the mold outside the first day after the heat finally broke here because it's no longer summer in Texas, thankfully. We actually reached fall-like temperatures. And the fall is in air quotes, which you can see Bal making, because <laughs> it's still 90 degrees, but it's not 103 So I went outside to go and cast my resin. It's not 103 this week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) So so I went outside to go cast my my resin, and uh, I forgot to put mold release in it the first time. So I hurriedly went and grabbed a paper towel and wiped it out. And uh, then I tried again, only to find that my mold leaked out of the bottom. All of the resin fell out. It leaked all the way out the bottom. There was no resin left inside. So, because of that, the mold actually—I know "resined" isn't a verb, but I'm going to use it like one because it's fine. Can. It resined itself shut, which meant I could not open it to get the the thing out. What was left of it. So I had to, more or less, pry the mold open. So I attempted to cast it in halves, thinking, oh yeah, I can just, you know, glue the pieces together. It's just like 3D printing. Happens all the time. Well, apparently I did not put enough mold release in there. I did put mold release in there. I just didn't apparently put enough. And I could not get these pieces out, so I had to shatter the mold to get them out. So I have no more mold anymore. (laughs) Which means I'm going to have to make another one. However, I'm taking this as a sign from the cosplay deities that Amber needs better casting materials than just plaster. Mm-hmm. I need something flexible. 
something that does not involve the uh, art plaster stuff that I reviewed for you guys. The flexible, the, the flexible mold material. I cannot use that, especially in the heat and not with resin because the resin will eat a hole in it, as you guys saw in my product review. So I'm probably going to have to visit uh, Reynolds Casting, their website, so that I can order something or maybe tap plastics and get something a little more appropriate, let's put it that way. <laughs> so I have this to remind me of my failure in uh, in casting and mold making, but I know better what to do next time. So I did learn from it. It was just rather embarrassing, and I'm very glad my neighbors did not see it. It's part of the experience so, when it comes to mold making, it, <laughs> even if it's resin or if it's latex or silicone or whatever, like it, this is all part of the experience. Everybody goes through these failures and these steps because then they learn, okay, this doesn't work. I need to do this next time. Yep. And I'm very glad that I was able to get three masters out of my original plaster mold before that one was shattered. Mm-hmm because I can still, I use those as my experimental pieces. And thus far, I've still successfully been able to get all of them out. That's good. So I still have my three masters left and they're still in very good condition. So fingers crossed once I figure out what kind of mold making material I need, because even when you look for flexible stuff, there's latex based things, there's silicone based things. There's, there's so many different things and I'm gonna have to do some research. So, <laughs> I have a long way to go, but at least you guys will learn from my experience. And I did not burn anything down in the process. Woo! That's already an and achievement. I did, not, I did not set off any alarms in my apartment, <laughs> nor did I have to wear my respirator indoors. See, already Which an I'm achievement. Which I'm sure my neighbors are very happy with. Right. Oh, my apartment stunk for a whole day with that. I oh. bet it did. And oh, now you know. That was bad. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> In fact, I think I only have enough of that resin, the cast and craft resin. I only have enough for one more casting. Oh, good and gravy. Then it's, it's out. And then you're out. Yeah. And then I'll have to get better resin, different resin. I mean, there, there's not really anything wrong with that resin aside from the fact that it smells. Mm. But it works perfectly. It just stinks to high heaven. Most resin will have some type of pungent <laughs> odor behind yes. it because i mean it's an active chemical reaction that's going on so yeah just part of the process there, there's not a uh, a no vocs version of resin yet that yeah I've been able to find. yeah <laughs> and if you don't know what vocs are then you haven't painted a house yet <laughs> one day you will <laughs> good times but you guys will see more of this later on in the show yes we'll have a full product review from amber so she can tell you the highs and the lows <laughs> There were some very, okay, I was going to say there were some very high highs, and then I was like, oh, wait, the potters are going to take that totally the wrong way. <laughs> but you said it anyway. <laughs> I know. And low lows. Yes, but uh, the other cosplay update I have is sitting on my crafting table right now, and that's mostly because I don't want to get it dirty, since I just ate on my desk where I am sitting, mm. and I finished cutting out the fabric for my Athena dress, including the lining. I actually had enough left over to do full lining. Woohoo! See? That was surprising. I did not think I'd be able to piece it together quite that well, but now I just have to stitch it together. So that's what I've been working on aside from trying to sew myself a new tailored vest for work. <laughs> there you go. All right, let me Your scroll turn. on over. Oop, oop. 
I has a done dress dress. Yay for all Yay. of the Halloween shenanigans that are likely to happen on Zoom this year because we know things are not going to change anything. But yes, my dress is done. I made the pattern myself. The sucker is fully lined. Ugh, I had loads of fun with my serger and then some and then some and then some. And there we go. I do love my serger. It sounds silky. You know what? It's funny. It's just cotton. That's all it is. But it, it's a really nice cotton. It might be the silk lining that I have in here. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's Chinese silk. Um, and to also top off the lovely costume, I had to adorn it with some lovely mouse ears. I had candy cord. It's the candy cord and it works because it's, you know, which mini, which hat. I'm cool with that. And this is actually official from Disney. I, I couldn't help myself since they're not doing their Halloween stuff this year, which they usually have like exclusive merch that you could only get in their theme parks. They put all of it online and I saw this and I was like, I, I kind of need this. I think it'll fit very nicely. So yeah. Got that all done. I've been working on some more knitting projects since I had a couple of days off over the weekend. I'm going to be working on Christmas projects so that might just magically show up and be like, hey, look what I made. <laughs> it's okay, we will clean it in retail stores already. <laughs> right. And other than that, as far as other cosplay things, uh, for those who are watching right now, this weekend, it's Dragon Con. They've already started all their programming on Thursday afternoon and they've got, I have to say, out of all the online conventions and the things that they've been doing, DragonCon's been doing a really nice job. It's just they've been very active on social media. They have multiple video channels available specifically for different types of programming. They're doing 24-7 programming, so like on the hour or every half hour, they're doing programming. Like there is something constantly going on. They've got scavenger hunts. They're doing like fun little crafty challenges that you can do on Twitter and Facebook. And it's just like, man, for a group that was really insistent on trying to do Dragon Con in person this year, they've managed to do a nice job of moving everything online. <laughs> I'm very impressed by it. Um, I'm hoping tonight and then on Sunday to watch how they're running their costume contests, just to kind of get some ideas from them and see because unfortunately, I'm trying to think ahead, like, okay, what's March going to be like next year? If we do have all con, will we have to do a in repeat? Person. Yeah, if we have it in person, or is it going to be a repeat of us doing it in online again? So I want to kind of learn and watch what other conventions are doing and kind of pick up some tidbits from them. I'll talk about it a little bit more in the after session. Uh, the other thing is that Crunchyrolls Expo is also going on right now, too. And they also have a bunch of costuming panels. Just go check out their website. You don't have to register. Just an FYI, it says to register for a badge. You don't need to do that. You can watch all the panels without registering. Yeah, that that's that's all I got. That was a mouthful. Awesome. Uh, also, Wave Rod, Tailored Swift. Great name for a new tailor shop, but you might get sued. You might get and sued. And also, I, I too thought of construction. Aw, yeah, I kind of, I mean, you know, it's got the color. It's the first thing you see is just the shape and the orange. You don't see the white and the yellow. yellow. The yellow is a little covered up by the bow. Yeah, the bow makes it a little bit difficult. That's better. At least just on webcam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay because then you can just start singing the safety dance. Oh, yeah. And I, I do like 80 songs, so that would be very appropriate. There you go. And of course, you know, the safety dance meant something else back in the day when they wrote it. But, you know, the whole, you know, washing one's hands and wearing a mask thing, 
safety dance totally still apply. It, it can apply in many yes. situations. <laughs> yes, just think of it as hygienic in the age of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, preferably, no, don't do that. So... <laughs> For the main topic of the show, of course, you heard us talking about it in the cosplay updates section, but I went ahead and I reviewed Cast and Craft Resin for you guys. This is the stuff that you can get at your local crafting store. Usually it'll end up being at Hobby Lobby or Joanne's. So hopefully you guys enjoy my misadventures. I'm going to be reviewing this particular product here, Cast and Craft's Clear Polyester Casting Resin. You can purchase this at any of your local hobby stores, including Michael's, Joann's, and I'm sure a whole plethora of other places, including Amazon. So basically, when you get this product out of the package, which you can actually see here, this is the entirety of the package you get, you have a container, which is more or less the resin itself, which you might call part A, and then you have the small bottle in the upper right corner, and that is the hardener catalyst that is much smaller than the container you get, but it only takes a few drops of the hardener to actually activate the resin. You do not actually get the yogurt cup in the lower right-hand corner. That was provided by yours truly. In this case, I'm using it as a mixing cup. You can actually use any type of empty plastic cup that you like, including solo cups if you prefer. However, something to keep in mind is that when resin is actually going through its chemical reaction, it does tend to produce a lot of heat. And I've actually had it eat through a plastic cup before and burn a hole through it. So something to keep in mind when you are choosing your material for your mixing cup of choice. So here's what it looks like when you mix the resin. It's very, both parts of it are very clear as you can see, and I am mixing it with just a regular popsicle stick. The instructions are very straightforward. It gives you measurements on the back of the can, and it says if you are mixing X amounts of resin for X thickness of uh, end result of casting, then add this many drops of hardener, and then you stir it for 60 seconds. Very straightforward. So this is what it looks like after you've mixed the resin for 60 seconds. It does have a slightly greenish tinge to it, which actually kind of helps you to know that the resin is ready to go ahead and start casting. Another pro that I found with using this product, not only is it very intuitive and easy to use and easy to mix, but the resin mixes very smoothly. You'll notice in this picture that there are no air bubbles in it. That's a really good thing because that way I don't have to worry about having bubbles in my end product. It pours as smoothly as you see it here, which was a complete joy to work with. And I even actually tried mixing it at different speeds. You can force air bubbles into it if you mix it really, really fast. But in general, if you mix it with common sense, you won't get air bubbles and you'll get a very smooth casting. So here's what it looks like after you've poured it into a mold. In this case, this was actually a soap making mold and it's just standard plastic. I did not use any mold release with this because this particular mold does not require mold release. However, in general, if you are using any sort of plastic or plaster or any sort of mold that does not self-release like silicone, you're going to want to use some sort of mold release with it so that you can get the resin out. As I found out much to my chagrin when using a plaster mold, if you forget the mold release, you cannot get the resin out. 
the resin will adhere to pretty much anything except silicone or anything obviously you put mold release in. So don't forget your mold release if you're using most casting products, most mold making products. So here you can see a silicone mold that I chose to use. This one is just a standard gem making mold. This was actually meant for use with mod melts, which is another type of thermoplastic. But as you can see here, you can also use it with casting resin. It's very easy to use. Uh, the residue that you see has nothing to do with the cast and craft product. It's because Amber was lazy and did not clean off the plaster from when she did test molds just to see how this particular mold would work. So ignore that if you please. You can see it's a very smooth pour. It does tend to kind of bubble up slightly. You can see the edge of the resin is actually kind of poking up over the top of each shape, but that's okay. If you pour any more than that though, it will actually kind of leak out and create a sort of edge over the top of your mold. So pour very precisely. I thought this was weird enough to show you guys, and I'm not sure if this was due to the Texas heat when I was casting, because it was about 103 degrees outside when I was actually doing this cast. I didn't really have much choice because it being very stinky, I did not want it in my apartment, which is actually the ideal temperature for casting. It will tell you on the can that about 80 degrees is the optimal casting temperature, not 103 degrees Fahrenheit. So as you can see here in this picture, there's some odd surface bubbling going on. And this actually happened in all of my molds. So here's what it looks like in the silicone mold once the resin has actually set. It takes about 30 minutes to set to its first level of hardness but I generally recommend that you guys don't touch the molds at that point because while the resin is generally hard in its core, it does still pick up fingerprints really, really, really well. And it will hold that fingerprint when it fully hardens. So you won't get that nice smooth finish that you're looking for when you cast gems. So generally I would recommend just letting this stuff sit for a full day if you can before taking it out of the mold. But you can see here that that surface bubbling did in fact go away after a while. And that may have had something to do with the fact that I brought the molds inside to fully set, which means the temperature was brought back down from 103 degrees in the Texas heat. So make a nice smooth finish there, as you can see on the bottoms of those gems. And here you can see the finished gems as I popped them out of the molds. This is actually the one from the soap mold and not from the silicone mold that you saw in the previous shot. And I'm holding one of them up so that you can actually see how clear the gems are when they came out. There's no residue cloudiness. There aren't any fingerprints that it picked up on the back because this one, again, I let it sit for a full 24 hours before trying to break it out of the mold. And once you're done with these, of course, you can always paint the backs. Generally, you'd want to use some sort of enamel or nail polish because it tends to necessitate less coats of paint. And then you'd back it with aluminum foil to reflect light. And that way they look like standard cast gems. On this particular shot, you can see in the lower left corner that there is a bit of an edge or a lip left on these gems. This is what happens when you over pour and those edges are very sharp and that sharp edge will have to be chiseled off, or at least I highly recommend that you do so before actually attaching it to any sort of costume or thing that you wear. But overall, I found this to be a really easy product to use. 
Uh, aside from the very sharp edges that are produced, the only other con that I found to this is that it is horrifically stinky. It really leaves a smell in the air. Even when you first just open the container, you just get a whiff of resin and it smells terrible. I cast this for the first time in my apartment because I had thought that the heat would cause problems, as you saw with my mold making pictures. And my entire apartment stunk so bad, I had to wear a respirator sitting at my computer for the next eight hours. I could not do anything unless I had the mask on. In fact, I couldn't even eat because it smelled so bad. And of course, if you've cast with resin before, you know that there are multiple types of resin, polyester, urethane, and that sort of thing. So if that is a concern for you, if you have to cast in a, an enclosed space, I highly recommend that you get a different type of resin than this because it will smell. Please do it outdoors, if at all possible. But other than that, I found it a fantastic product to work with. Little bit expensive at $25 for the container, but you do get plenty of gem castings out of it. If you wanted it for any sort of larger casting, then you may need to get a larger quantity, in which case I'd highly recommend going online to save yourself the money. This was really fun to work with, and I look forward to working with more mold making and casting materials. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. So, you know, all in all, this way you can make informed purchase decisions, whether or not this is something that you wish to try out on your own, because, you know, quarantine, you may as well learn new things while you're there. An experiment. Yeah. Preferably not inside one's apartment. No, that's not an ideal plan. Don't. <laughs> mm. Outdoors. I didn't realize it was that stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as bad as fiberglass. Actually, yes, it is exactly as bad as fiberglass. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have also worked with. I know you have. <laughs> it's still in my curtains. <laughs> But it was very fun to work with. And I did get some good out. There was that. All right. Well, anything else for tonight's show? Nope. We can roll right into the after session after this. By the way, people who listen to us on our feed, we have this cool thing called an after session that is a YouTube exclusive. Go join us on YouTube so you can see the sh zany shenanigans we get up to after the show ends. May or may not be cosplay related. Fair warning. Usually somehow we do make it cosplay related. It just comes in a very weird squiggle line. It's not circular at all. It ain't circular, but it does get back to connecting to cosplay somehow. <laughs> uh, we are an Ouroboros of a podcast. <laughs> but of course, if you would like to talk about your experiences with resin, as usual, if you'd like to tell us all about your favorite Nick Cage movie, or even your plans for Halloween. Feel free to join in any of the conversations that we are having over on our social media, which of course you can find here. In the corner by Amber's name. Can't miss it. Or of course you can email us podcast at cospod.org where you will get an answer from both of us. Not because quarantine, but just because that's the way we are. There you go. <laughs> Otherwise, we sincerely hope you guys are all staying safe out there. Please continue to wear those masks. Please continue to practice good hygiene work on that cosplay and we will see you guys next time in episode 219 happy cosplaying everybody bye guys